Jesse McDougall with the Martial Arts of Money. It's January 28, 2019. Our second podcast for the day, and uh, we're going to stick with the concept of mathematics here. Uh, I was going to save this broadcast for tomorrow, but I just, you know what? My intuition told me it couldn't, and this is what I'm supposed to do today. So uh, I just discussed in the previous section um, calculus and the math of gravity, and I'm trying to take those principles and apply them to my computer science environment, my money machine, my fancy casino. And uh, I haven't worked out all those details, but it's clear that those things relate to um, my business. And now I flipped over the next page and it came to binary numbers. And so if you are a true fan of the martial arts of money, you've probably heard me talk about uh, penguin logic and orconomics. And now, uh, so... (laughs) Uh, Orconomics is boxing your target in A, B, C, or D. So think military strategy. If you box something in, you have border control. Well, you can get the result that you want through time and effort and focus of the human will. Now, to take something like an orconomics, a square, four points, boxed in border control, and break it down to either a binary number, meaning it takes you... It's going to result in a one or a zero, a one being a positive result, a negative being just a zero result. And along the entrepreneurship journey, obviously you want to focus on things that are going to give you a positive result, right? And trying to find that connection. So with penguin logic, um, I call it one zeros plus the wild card, the joker. Okay. So the joker is anything you don't know. And from here, uh, I leverage Ray Dalio's concept of triangulating with others. Okay, so if you're working on a project, you've got most of the information down, you're getting pretty precise down when you're you're pie slicing, all you pie slicers out there, uh, trying to find the exact value of pie. That's good for certain times, but uh, often it actually holds you back, keeps you small-minded. But, so the, the wild card in computer programming, that's what a wild card is, so, function to figure out the answer to the wild card so we can relate it into a one or a zero so that's penguin logic now why what's up with this rant here I'm doing because I opened up binary numbers and why am I decided to do this today versus tomorrow is because on this book I'm reading it's called mathematics in illustrated history of numbers by uh, Tom Jackson and it's got the hexagrams of the I Ching. And so I am uh, I am Taoism, uh, the nucleus, uh, the road of the middle way. That is clear, crystal clear, that's the way. Okay, that's my opinion. You're either with that or you're not with that. <laughs> and that's the end of it. So, uh, but I was not aware of the, the hexagrams in terms of how they have it mapped out here in kind of like a matrix. So they have like a, a negative y-axis and a x-axis from 0 to 9 in both directions and they all have different symbols 0 0 uh, being the yin-yang symbol now this is important because I'm on my back of my wall here 
Um, what I have is I've got the uh, the Ida Ching. I've got the y-axis. I've got a picture of it here, and I've got a picture of it on the negative y-axis. One is in color, and one is in black and white. Now, why is this important? Uh, now I'm going to stand on the shoulders of giants of Genghis Khan and I'm not going to glorify the guy because he was a mass murderer, okay, but there is things we can learn from him and one of his things were he believed the winds were his gods. He believed a lot in the winds and interpreted the energy from earth based on the winds. Now if you look at the Ida Ching, um, the way I've got it here, the wind blows a certain way and the winds are always changing, right? But if you know who you are in the uh, Bagua, the eight trigrams, you can find out what your true form is, like your water, your element. And so for me, I am uh, Zin Li Ki, uh, which is the water sign. And so for me, water is true north. So if you look on it's the Ida Ching here, yeah. So north is the color of blue, which I correlate to Lake Superior, the largest lake on earth where I grew up. And so that's where I'm kind of heading, and that makes sense because I'm always I've been very career focused and ambitious my entire life. So it just makes sense. I'm always trying to push myself to true north. And now that I actually literally know where true north is, and so I'm gonna advise you to get a compass app on your phone, find true north so you actually just know where true north is, and that way you can sort yourself out. So if you're your mind never gets crazy or whatever, um, depression, all that kind of shit. Find true north, step one, okay? Now the interesting thing about the, uh, the eight trigrams here, the hexagrams in the binary numbers, they have, um, there's like one, two, Yeah, they got six lines, okay? So like for example, uh, one zero is six straight lines. But now each other shape has, uh, it's broken down, broke, like there's a white spot in the lines. So that means the air can get through. And so if you think, some days the winds are, uh, winds blow north, some days they wind blow southeast. And uh, if you're looking at, you can see this picture I'm looking at, when air gets in, it's, it gets, it's got to escape somewhere. And basically, long story short, you could use this abstract method to figure, anticipate where you want to be and where you want to go based on the winds that you're experiencing or whatever. And uh, this isn't like, ooh, like, ooh, you know. Uh, this is all kind of abstract concepts. Um, but yeah, outside I have uh, rocks. I've got a couple interesting rocks. So I climbed uh, the uh, a volcano that erupted 250,000 years ago, and I got one of the volcanic rock. It's called the Black Tusk Mountain. Uh, the Squamish native people uh, call it the landing spot of the Thunderbird. So I picked up that rock, and I also have a rock from the Pacific Ocean in Mexico that um, gravity pulled towards me when I was in the ocean doing uh, underwater physical training, mental training, and all that kind of stuff, which is uh, quite profound. 
So based on uh, the rocks move on my table outside, I got a table, a stone table, and it's in the shape of pie, literally, <laughs> a literary pie. So I'm a fire sign as an Aries, so I've got the rock right now pointed in the uh, northeast, yeah, the northeast direction, which is knowledge and small earth. So that's the direction I'm currently headed in, but uh, we've got the southwest winds are coming in, the snakes. And so the southwest winds are the snakes. And uh, southwest is, no, it's southeast, I apologize, southeast. Southeast is wealth and small wood. So that's good, it's coming my way, but I see the snake. And, I'm not really sure how to interpret the snake. I've just always thought the snake was evil, but I'm like, well, why is the snake evil kind of thing? Um, so I'd be interested to learn more about that. Uh, so this is what I have on my wall, and this is kind of the environment I live in. And um, again, standing on the shoulders of giants, uh, Genghis Khan. So now let's get into this here, binary numbers. I can't believe the hexagram is here of the Ida Ching. And uh, I do want to say, uh, if you can make a donation, that'd be great uh, to keep the work um, moving forward. I, you know, the business will be okay or whatever, but uh, I do need to apply. I've applied to uh, an amazing job or whatever. And uh, I hope I get it. It's the truth. It'd be amazing. And we'll see how that goes. But uh, but yeah, no, every uh, dollar helps to, to keep the work moving forward. And... Uh, here at the Martial Arts of Money, we are creating the, the righteous side of change. And uh, I hope something I can build in my lifetime will last, you know, 500 years beyond my death. So we'll just read this binary numbers chapter here and we'll call this a day. I know that was a lot. So if you do have any questions, please uh, send me an email to support at martialartsofmoney.com. And uh, we'll get back to you. So I'll first read this hexagrams here. I'm almost even scared to, not scared to read it, but it's like, okay, okay, things are happening, right? Now that I know the southwest winds is a sign of wealth, well, that's good, that's good, right? <laughs> you know, okay, hexagrams of the I Ching. Gottfried Lebanis was an avid Oriolent orientalist endlessly fascinated with the mysterious east east is family east is green big wood just like many similarly minded people after him would his research took the I Ching one of the oldest works of Chinese literature dating from 1000 BCE if not before it is concerned with the divination prediction the future with a series of symbols called trigrams and hexagrams. The eight trigrams, the ones often seen arranged around the yin-yang symbol, are made of three lines while the 64 hexagrams below have six lines. An unbroken line represents yang. A broken one represents yin. Opposite characters of an interconnected whole, Lebanese saw them as something more, binaries, ones and zeros. 
that gave the hexagrams a numerical value up to 2 to the exponent 6, which is 64. The trigrams counted up to 2 to the exponent 3, 8. Hexagrams are, in effect, doubled trigrams. 2 to the exponent 3 times 2 to the exponent 3 equals 2 to the exponent 6. Okay, that's next level stuff, for sure. All right. The world is digital everywhere today, perhaps overused. It has long implied a certain cachet, from the one-time glamour of a digital watch to a crystal clear digital radio signal. However, digital really just means using numbers, and more often than not, just two numbers, one and zero. Welcome to the binary system. Yay! But before you get into the binary system, you gotta get through penguin logic, bro. Binary is a positional counting system that uses just two numerals instead of 10. We are more familiar with. What could simply, what could be more simple? Well, it may be easier to learn than your ones, twos, and threes. Just stop at one and you are done. But binary numbering soon becomes rather unwieldy in real world applications. Counting just the fingers on one hand produces a binary number of 110. The number of players on a soccer field, 22, for the uninitiated, is written as 10110. I don't even understand that. And the three referees you get, 11001. Clearly, Counting in binary is far from intuitive, so why bother? Good question. Here's just a picture of some dude with a wig on and this sweet robe. Seven years after he rocked the math world with his version of calculus in 1672, Gottfried Leibniz contributed to the use of binary numeral system was less controversial but less profound. I'm looking at this uh, table 86 memories de la comédie royale and it's showing binary here oh cool let me see so this is the matrix have you ever seen the matrix movie this is <laughs> this is the premise for all that The representation of the binary system set out by Lebanese in his 1703 publication of the paper Explication de l'arithmétique binaire is basically the one used today. Okay, so something some dude made in 1700s uh, was basically the the framework for all computing systems. That's amazing. Two state solutions. The benefit of binary is most apparent in the spooky world of codes and cyberspace. Ooh. Listen to the spooky music I'm playing, but it's actually angelic healing music, <laughs> so it's not really spooky. Okay, this was spotted by remarkably prescient Francis Bacon in 1605, and between his day job of being a corrupt lawyer and courtier to the English monarch, Bacon achieved a lot. 
not least sparking the 17th century scientific revolution with his scientific method. He also saw the potential of binary numbers when he explained that the entire alphabet could be ciphered using strings of five binary, key, binary characters. There are 26 letters and the total permutation of five characters is 32 or two to the exponent five. Bacon's genius flashed into action when he recounted how these codes were not limited to the written word, but could be transmitted by any method with a twofold difference only, as by bells, by trumpets, by lights, by torches. Ooh, let's see this again. I want to read that again. Bacon's genius flashed into action when he recounted how these codes were not limited to the written word, but could be transmitted by any method with a twofold difference only as by bells, by trumpets, lights, and torches, by the report of muskets and any instruments of like nature. Samuel Morse's telegraph code of dots and dashes certainly owes a debt to this nation, and in the modern world, the switch-like transistors of microprocesses are just such as twofold instruments. So I'm really intrigued by the bells, trumpets, lights, and torches. I guess I'm trying to light the torch too. I've, I've made this uh, sword out of a piece of wood. And uh, yeah, it kind of broke, but now it's a torch. Anywho, ones and zeros. Bacon's cipher used A's and B's rather than numerals A and was coded as A-A-A-A. But the principle was the same nonetheless. It is another science superstar we have to thank for the current binary notation. Gottfried Lebedez, one of the founders of calculus, introduced the one, the zero and one digits in his explanation of binary arithmetic, published in 1697. While it requires a good deal of practice to read binary numbers, they are still set out in the same way as described by Lebedez. No different, in fact, to any decimal number. Read right to left the first figure of a decimal number, let's say it's 31, is the units 1, and the next is the number of tens, 3s. Decimal numbers continue into hundreds, thousands, and so on. Keen observers will know that each additional number position is 10 to the next power. The units are multiples of 10 to the exponent 0, which equals 1. The tens are 10 to 1, hundreds are 10 to the exponent 2, and thousands 10 to the exponent 3. The binary system merely replicates 10 with 2. The number begins with the units 2 to the exponent 0, or multiples of 1. The next person is 2 to the exponent 1, which is simply 2 in decimal, but 10 in binary. The position that follow are 2 to the exponent 2, 2 to the exponent 3, 2 to the exponent 4, which are 4s, 8s, and 16s. So the decimal number 31 is the binary number 111111. 
One additional notation has been introduced since Leben is relating to any number system with a radix different from 10. To explain some terminology, the radix is the number of digits used by the system counting the zero. This is also frequently termed base, so a decimal system has a radix of 10 and its numbers are in base 10. Binary numbers are in base 2 and to make this clear, the base or radix is shown in subscript after the number. Therefore, 11111 subset 2 equals 31 subset 10. After 10 and 2, the most common radix in use is 16. This hexadecimal system has digits 0 to 9 followed by A to F semicolon F subset 16 2 equals 15 subset 10 quotient decode subset 16 equals 14,500,600,000 subset 10 asterisk. Just so we're clear, I don't know what that means. Okay, so that's like ultimate pie slicers. So this kind of stuff is we're starting a, one of the brands we have is what's the math on that dot com. So it's like, I don't know, bro. What's the math on that? We got to get some pie slicers and do some like real math work. Converting binary. To convert a binary number into a decimal one, every numeral is replaced with the power of two relating to that position and then added together. The digit on the right is equal to 2 to the exponent 0. The next one is 2 to the exponent 1, followed by 2 to the exponent 2, and so on. For example, the binary number 1010101 to subset 2 would become 1 times 2 to the exponent 0 plus 0 times 2 to the exponent 1 plus 1 times 2 to the exponent 2 plus 0 times 2 to the exponent 3 plus 1 times 2 to the exponent 4 plus 0 times 2 to the exponent 5 plus 1 times 2 to the exponent 6 equals 1 plus 0 plus 4 plus 0 plus 16 plus 0 plus 64 equals 85 subset 10 asterisk. Wow, that's a tongue twister. Say that three times. To write a decimal number in binary, the number should be divided by 2 repeatedly until the answer is 0. For example, 50 subset 10 is 110010 subset 2 colon 50 divided by 2 gives 25 remainder 0 semicolon 25 divided by 2 gives 12 remainder 1 semicolon 12 divided by 2 gives 6 remainder 0 6 divided by 2 gives 3 remainder 0 3 divided by 2 gives 1 remainder 1 semicolon 1 divided by 2 gives 0 remainder 1 and then we stop the first remainder is the number of units to the exponent 0 and the other remainders follow on 0 times 2 plus 1 times 2 to the exponent 1 plus 0 times 2 to the exponent 2 plus 0 times 2 to the exponent 3 plus 1 times 2 to the exponent 4 plus that final remainder 1 times 2 to the exponent 5. Rearrange this gives us the number 110010 subset 2. So, uh, that's quite confusing. I don't get it, bro. It's like, I don't get it, and I don't need to get it. I need to get my server up. I need to follow my client's um, 
uh, tax return. I got to get off the phone here and call Canada Revenue Agency to uh, uh, just update my uh, my mailing address for my e-file number. So if you would like me to be your corporate uh, accountant, uh, I am the guy you want. I'll do your uh, your end statements and uh, do your corporate tax return and uh, consulting from there. So. Uh, that that's the more practical side of the world and everybody's got to get paid so that's tic-tac-toe so i'm just going to read uh they got the two columns here decimal numbers and binary numbers so i'll read this off slow okay so a decimal number zero and then in binary numbers it's one decimal number one in binary numbers is one decimal number two in binary numbers is one zero. Decimal number three is one one. Number four is one zero zero. Five is one zero one. Six one one zero seven one 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 eight one zero 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 nine one zero zero one ten one zero one zero eleven one zero one one twelve. One one zero zero thirteen one one zero one fourteen one 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 zero fifteen one 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 sixteen one zero 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 seventeen one zero 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 one eighteen one zero zero one zero nineteen one zero zero one one twenty is one zero one zero zero. Twenty five minutes. That was a championship round of a broadcast. And uh, if you got anything to say or contribute to this. Uh, I'm more interested in this, uh, the hexagrams of the I Te Ching, because this is where you could basically take um, computer code, but you can translate it now into images. And that's fairly unprecedented to my knowledge, but, and that's where I kind of leverage Tim Ferriss now. It's like, okay, well, maybe I should ask around before I go down that rabbit hole. But, uh, uh, I do love computer programming and my skills are growing uh, every two weeks man I level up my computer uh, programming skills so I'm like where are my programming skills gonna be in uh, two years from now but this seems like a pretty cool project translating the hexagram of the I Ching to decimal numbers and binary numbers. Well, you would take the hexagram of the I Te Ching, so a zero, zero would be the nucleus. And uh, for example, one, negative one, or let's just say one, yeah, negative one, or just one, one. Relates into two symbols. So one, one in the binary system is three. So then hexagrams of the I Ching would be, that's very cool, that's very cool. And then who knows where that can go, but uh, from there I can build just kind of complete the, almost the, the game theory puzzle part of it. But yeah, no, I'm, I don't really know anyone that's other than my team of a growing yeah maybe this is something for uh, yep okay this is something for uh, my strategic board
for a PhD question for sure. Okay, well, thanks guys uh, for listening and uh, congratulations, you just got a bit smarter. And if you're interested in anything that's going on, uh, yeah, feel free to send me a message at support at martialartsofmoney.com and uh, just get in touch. But uh, yeah, make a donation to you, cheap prick. <laughs> just kidding. All right, take care. Call me here, guys. Oh, we're going to meet back at the water cooler in like 25 minutes or so. And c can someone save me a maple donut? I just want one maple donut and some coffee and we're good. Okay, guys, take care. Call me here.